Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It's Ricky Ventures and Marlon Madden, and we're back with you for another episode of the Success Journey Show. Marlon, what's good, bro? What's good? How you doing today? Oh, we just got, it's, it's crazy. We got the, the crazy backgrounds today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Success Journey Show. Yeah. For us, SJS developers, I know we don't talk about this a lot, and SJS stands for Success Journey Show, people. Success Journey Show uh, developers, and that's another branch. That's a DBA that we have for a company that builds websites, um, create apps, um, digitize people's platforms. If you don't know, now you know. Yes, sir. Yo, you, can check dude. Us you can check that website out as SJS Developers. And then, guess what I'm wearing? Hit Doctor. Hit Doctor. Right? The Hit Indeed. Doctor is also something that we developed. Ricky could elaborate more about that. Yeah, we are. Whew, we just, uh, I just paid the bill for our official utility patent. It was a uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, man. But hey, it's done, man. Officially a um, full patent inventor registered with the United States Patent Office. And um, we got our product. I should should have grabbed it, but I I don't have all the pieces, so it wouldn't make sense to you guys. But uh, uh, man, we're we're printing pieces off. That's why why I had the background. I had to move out of my office. I got some couple of pieces printing right now and the noise in the background. So yeah, we are excited. You know, before I go there though, yo Marlon, I finally remember, it dawned on me as I was doing the intro, remember in the car this morning when I was taking my kids to school and they were like, yeah, daddy, the reason why you don't put us on social media is because you be doing all those videos talking about, hey, what's going on? How you doing? And I was like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? And then as I'm doing the intro, I'm like, yo, what's this? This is what they're talking about. This is what they're talking about. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man, kids are observant, man. And um, gotta love them. But yeah, dude, dude, what's, what's been going on, man? I know you, you out and about, get, make some things happen, shaking and baking. Yeah, shaking and baking. I'm down here in um, shaking and uh, vegetarian bacon. Uh, down here. <laughs> <laughs> down mm-hmm. here, South Click came down to look at um, property that, that's on the way, that's going. It's a full gut, full rehab. That's my first full gut, full rehab. So that one, um, looking at some other properties for us, Rick. Um, we, 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 locked down a few, uh, closing on one tomorrow. So I go to the lawyer's office tomorrow, sign for that one and have another one that we put a contract on. The guy said, okay, so that one's going to come through. We verbally had one today with another lady. And then we're, we looked at another one. We looked at the outside of one today and we're going to get in it tomorrow. So potentially that's five properties that we already, already have, you know, we knocked down a couple beginning of the year. And yeah. then we yeah. did ours in Baltimore also. So we have some in, down in Texas that we closed on. And we have one that's closing on the 5th. That yeah. should, that should sold, closing mean we sold, we're selling it on the 5th. We had one already that we closed beginning of the year. So we have a, we have a, we, 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 we're, we're making it happen this year. This year is going to be, um, first quarter was really nice. Second quarter, I think is even going to be even better. So, yeah. Dude, man, it's exciting, bro, because, 
you know, you get, you know, we put all that work in, especially for the, the property in Baltimore, put all that work in. And the next thing you know, it's like, boom, money's hitting the bank. Boom, yep. money's hitting the bank. Tenants coming in, you're like, that for me, there's a different world, man. That's the, that's my first introduction of, I mean, I've, I've had cash flow and other residual incomes with different things, but to the magnitude of, to this level in real estate, it's like, wow, man, this feels good. It feels yep. good. Gives you that, yeah. that, that, it, like, oh, we got to do it again. Oh, we got to keep doing it again. We got to keep on keep doing, doing it again. again. So, yeah, so, yeah we know this, some, um, probably this weekend or next weekend, we're looking at some other ones in Baltimore so we could close on those ones. Um, that one, so we could finish up another project, project up there um, before yeah. this quarter ends. Definitely want to want to knock out a project and be more. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, man, let's jump to our, our, um, our guests. Uh, favorite part of our show and um, stay tuned guys. I know Jay likes to put the little segue right here. So man, go ahead, Jay, do your thing, man. Do your thing, Jay. uh, (laughs) See you guys on the next side, on the other side of this. All right. All right. Hey, I get the honors this week, Ricky. Have pulled off the reins off of me, yes, and he made me. I'm a big boy now. You got so the better background, to, so I got it. You got to do it. Yeah, I, 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 I get to introduce <laughs> our our guest today. Our favorite segment of the show. You can listen to Ricky and I talk about ourselves all day, but really, you guys come on here to hear about who we have on and what they kind of information they have for you. And today, we have none other than Luke Charlton. And hey, brother, thank you for coming on our show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, could you just go ahead and uh, tell our travelers about yourself? Yeah, no problem. Um, so basic, just a quick overview of who I am. So I'm a, I'm a marketing um, coach and I also have kind of a small agency that I run ads um, for a small handful of clients for. But um, like my, I guess, story started back in... 2010 when I was working um, as a public servant in Australia, like for the government, just doing IT stuff. And um, I really hated that kind of nine to five lifestyle of having a boss and, and, you know, new roles are great. Like you, you start a new job and the first six months is great because you're learning, but after that six months you plateau. And that's when I, what I really hated that feeling of stagnation and what helps that for me was changing jobs, but it would always be the same process. You great for six months and then it would just get really repetitive. And, and I felt like there was like a straight jacket on my soul. So we can dive more into my story in a little bit, but that kind of was the catalyst to me starting my own business. Um, initially it was a health coach and I fell in love with um, marketing. And so I became a marketing coach and, and struggled for many, many years, uh, which again, we, we can get into um, but through all that, I um, kind of came out the other side just from a lot of persistence um, and not giving up and you know, learning from really great mentors. And now I teach other, you know, consult, consultants, coaches, experts, service professionals, like basically how to grow the business, how to get more clients. Um, yeah, so that's kind of just a general quick overview of, of my story. And in terms of experience, I've had the fortunate um, I've been really fortunate in terms of my mentors and the people I've been able to work with. So I've 
um, spent over $16 million on ads now, scaling campaigns to hundreds of thousands of dollars per month, um, helping clients generate like a lot, a lot of revenue. Over, um, I mean, I, I stopped counting at 50 million in revenue, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of revenue. Again, it's, I'm very blessed to be able to have had those opportunities. Um, but a lot of it was just through persistence, really, and, and working with, with great mentors. But we can get into more of my story if you want to, you know, a little bit. But that's just general overview of who I am. Oh, yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Our audience now are acclimated to your accent because <laughs> you're now the third, fourth. Fourth, fourth. Fourth person from Australia that we nice. have interviewed, like, in the space of two Six months. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Six weeks, Very yeah. Nice. Six, yeah. yeah two of the, uh, oh, I'm talking so, with Americans all the time. Like half my client base, actually most of my email list is Americans. And yeah, most of actually most of my, I say about 60% of my clients are American um, and Canadian. So I'm I'm very acclimatized to it. I'm very used to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now Man. we have even more reason. Yep, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, yeah, more reason to go down there where we... It's a selfish little thing for us, right? You know, we get to do this, meet people from all around the world, and it's like, man, we got to get to Australia so we can see Luke in person, right? That, that, that'll be, <laughs> that, those are our bucket list type things, right? Um, but yeah, you know, Luke, you, you you came out the deck, the, the the what's the word? You came out swinging hard. What is it? Came off the bench swinging, came off the dugout swing. It, whatever. All right. Came out swinging. Right. <laughs> and uh, with the very first thing you said about, you know, the type of personality that you have where, you know, you started a, a new role after the first six months, you plateau, yeah. you need something yeah. else plateau. Like, <clears throat> let's talk about that for a second. As you start to learn the type of person you are um, and, have, and how that has driven you to where you are today. Um, a lot of people would call that a problem. Right. They'll call it like, oh, man, you know, you're, you know, uh, younger people, this generation you know, and everyone that's older just says it. Like, younger people, this generation, now you know what generation they're part of. Uh, yeah, they just yeah, can't yeah. stay somewhere forever. Right? They have to keep moving and things of that nature. Talk about just what it is, the type of personality that you have to where you get to that point of learning, learning, learning. And then it's like, mm, I'm not really learning anything else. I got to find something else. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, initially, I didn't really know what it why I was feeling the way that, that I was feeling. I just knew something was wrong. It was only on reflection after becoming a business owner. And like, as a business owner, you guys will probably know, like every, you're just constantly growing. You have to grow because if you don't grow, then your business is not growing. So you, you're constantly learning. And I love that feeling. I love that feeling of progress. And I never had that with, I mean, I said, I had it for a very short time with my, my previous roles, but it wasn't until I got my business did I realize, oh, it's, you know, this is why I love being in business because you're always constantly, constantly growing. And, you know, with my work, I remember at the end, it got so bad. Um, like, I, I kid you not, like maybe every 90 minutes to two hours or so, I'd have to like take a break and like walk around the building just because it got, I got like, so uh, depressed is not the word. Um, yeah, so just like yeah. you just, I just feel constrained. Like I just, yeah. it just felt like I couldn't go and go anywhere. You know, physically, I'll go anywhere, but in, internally. Yeah. Um, and so that, um, you know, that's when I I knew there was something wasn't right. And at that stage, it was getting really bad. And and I kind of knew I was um, leaving for London. I actually moved over to London. I'm not there now. I'm back in Australia, but I I moved over to London. Um, and I knew by that stage I was I was going, and it just 
you know, the, the closer I was getting to moving to London, like the, the worse, the worse it felt. Cause I was like so close to that finish line. Um, kind of like when you need to go to the toilet, right. When you're in the car and it's like you, when you get it's to the house, it's even worse. Like, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, but the point is like, I knew, you know, for those listening, like if, if you're, if you're feeling this way, it's, it's for a reason. Like, I don't, I don't believe that you should just put up with that feeling of um, being stuck, being in that pain, just because someone says, oh, you know, you're young or, oh, you, you know, you need to suffer through this because that's just the way it is. Like, I, I don't believe that. I think you should listen to your intuition and tell you that something is not right. And, you know, literally millions of people have left their job or started a business or whatever it is, you don't have to start a business, but have taken action to improve their, you know, their situation. Um, and your situation can change. And, and that doesn't mean that you aren't going to experience challenges. Um, I can get into a lot of the challenges that I experienced in London, um, but it's so worth it. Like it's the, I, I remember like at the end of my job, um, I, like I knew I was leaving and I had, I still have friends from that previous job. And, and I said this to my, to my parents as well. I said, if they offered me a million dollars a year, I wouldn't take it. Um, that was probably about 10 times more than what they were, they were, they were paying me at the time. And um, not only would I not take it because I knew it would mean more pain for me. Right. I knew it would mean no more growth. Right. If I just stayed in that same job. Um, but I also knew if I started a, a business, I could earn more than a million dollars a year, right? And it was it was uncapped, right? It's just based right. on my personal growth and how well I ran my business. So, and my my parents didn't get that, and my colleagues never never got that. You know why? You know, you know why would you give up that safe, secure revenue? And again, if I was explain why, just the way that I was feeling, I did, it just didn't feel right to me. So I made that made that leap into entrepreneurship. Oh man, I tell you, man, that speaks to so many people. Um, just that, I like what you said, listen to yourself. Don't feel as though, trust your gut. Trust yeah. your, your feeling of the how you're analyzing the situation. Don't listen to what others external say to you. Marlon and I, we talk about all that all the time, being confident with who you are um, and knowing that, hey, if something doesn't feel right, Maybe it's just not right. You know, maybe it is time for you to shift. And you talked about when you shift and you went into that leap of entrepreneurial entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. you had some, you had some struggles, you know, the road was a little, a little bumpy, right. You know, um, talk to us a little about that, right. When you get out there, you start in your own thing and you move to London and. Yeah. Actually, can I just talk about one thing? Cause I think it's important for, you know, um, you know, for those that are like, where do you get the confidence to to take take that leap? I think is important um, mm -hmm. because you know there are a lot of people that like they want to make that leap. They don't. They just don't have the belief. And I spoke to many people in my previous job, and lots, still lots of people today that they want to do all these things, but they just don't have that confidence. Like, where do you get the confidence to to do that? I'm fortunate enough that I, um, I guess, <laughs> pain is a good motivator. Uh, pain is a really good motivator, um, but that can still, you know, you can still be stuck even with that, even with that pain or just going from different nine to five to different nine to five. You're not really living the life that you want to live. And I'm fortunate enough that I, I have had that, I had that confidence um, to make that leap. I, I'm not really sure where I, where I got that confidence um, from, but what I do know is that 
if you want to if you want to build your confidence, you know, it all starts with, um, you know, keeping those promises to yourself, and it's just really small promises. As an example, like if you say I'm going to wake up at five a.m. every morning, or whatever the time is, six a.m., or if, hey, I'm going to read this a personal development book book every every day for fifteen minutes. It doesn't matter how small that promise is. The, the point is, is you make that promise to yourself um, and you keep those promises. And then you, the more that you can show yourself that you can actually achieve these actions that you, you know, that you promise to yourself, the more confidence you will build. And it starts with just really small promises. And so, it, you know, these small promises to yourself, they, they sound insignificant, but they're really, really big. And, and that's what I've noticed with people that want to make these leaps, but don't is that they keep violating these contracts that they make, these promises that they make to themselves. They keep breaking those promises. Um, so that's what I'd recommend if you if you're low on confidence and you want to, you want that belief that, hey, yes, I can, I can take the leap, I can leave my career, I can run a successful business, or even just move careers, whatever, whatever it is that you want to achieve. Start small, keep those small promises, and that will that will build your confidence to show yourself that you can actually do the things that you want to do. And then that will lead to bigger actions like quitting your job. And I'm not saying you should. One of the things that I wish I did is I probably, I wish that I kept my job and built my business in my spare time. Mm. That I think was a mistake um, because it would have been nice to have the revenue come, like my income coming in while I built my business because I was single at the time and I, I had, you know, all the spare time that I needed to build in my spare time. So um, even if I think if you've got a family, which I do now, you still have a, you know, a couple of hours a day or you could, um, you know, work out a couple of hours a day, stop watching Netflix or whatever as much or as much yeah. entertainment um, and build your business. But one of the things I wish I did was, was um, yeah, was, was keep that job while I built my business. But in saying that I was at such a, in such a bad spot and really hating the job at that that time that I that I don't regret jumping. But um, in terms of your question of like what what it was like to make that leap and like some of the struggles that I experienced. So what happened was I um, I quit my job uh, and I moved to London. <laughs> and the, the reason why I moved to London is because I thought. Well, there's more people in London, so obviously that means that there's going to be it's going to be easier to get clients, right? And no, it's just it was not like that was my thinking back then. Um, and and the other thing was like when you first start a business, you start following a lot of people because you don't really know you know that you don't know much, right? Yeah. So you follow, yeah. I followed it like one guru said you got to be doing networking events. The next one said you got to be doing like webinars. The next one said you got to be doing podcasts. The next yeah. one said you got to be doing speaking and and on it went, right? And so my, my first, and so what, what I did is I thought, well, you know, if I just do all of them, then that's going to, again, more chances to get clients. So it's kind of like, it was a spaghetti on the wall approach. And in that first 12 months, I got one client and that didn't even come from my marketing. It came from, it came from, I invested in a speaker program and I just met a guy there and he, I ended up helping him with some of his copy and stuff. So he was, he was um, my my first paying client in the whole like twelve months of of being in London, and so um, I went over there with like I think twenty grand or so in 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 savings, and then came back in like like a lot of a lot of debt, like uh, you know about twenty thirty thousand dollars in debt. So um, like it, it got so desperate at the end, like if you're thinking like I. I got so desperate to like earn money that I went away from the coaching that I wanted to do to like 
like I started selling like <laughs> every every time I think about my time in London, I always think of like an extra thing that I tried to do to earn money, right? So I I started selling like this MLM company's pain patches. I didn't sell any. I I ended up selling none, right? But I so I ended up giving them away to my family because I just couldn't <laughs> sell these, these pain patches that actually worked really well. Um, so anyway, I spent like. <laughs> about a thousand dollars on pain patches that I never sold. <laughs> I, I went door knocking on like restaurant doors to sell like mobile um, phone websites, like responsive, like again, nothing to do with coaching. I just, um, it was just like an opportunity type offer that one of my mentors said, Oh yeah, these are really hot at the moment. Go try to sell this. You might make some money. Didn't make it. Didn't get any sales. Um, I did cold calling um, so there's this website of um, coaches. It's called the International Coaching Federation. You can look up all these certified coaches. So I like just downloaded that list and and like cold call them to try, try and turn them into clients. Um, oh, this is probably the most embarrassing one. I did Uh-oh. modeling. I tried to do modeling. Um, <laughs> Thank God. I and, thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't go. I didn't go any further than modeling. <laughs> so I. Because again, because you see modeling and like, wow, it, you work for like a few hours a day and they pay you a lot of money. So I'm going to go, you know, like do like, um, the, but before you become a model, you have to get um, like headshots. headshots. So I went yep. there, like a thousand dollars to get headshots. And then I remember at the end of like doing all the poses and stuff and um, the lady was like, have you ever done modeling before? I'm like, no. She's like, okay. And then she's like, you, you before you, we're going to have to do your headshots again and your poses. You have to going to go practice in the mirror. And I'm like, okay, that's the end. That's the end of my modeling. <laughs> so like, this is how desperate I got. Cause I, I, um, I needed the money. And then of course that led me to ask my parents for money. I had to borrow money of my parents and, and my, my grand, my nan had to borrow. I went to my nan a couple of times to borrow money of her, which is again, that's really embarrassing. Right. Um, and um, you, you, you realize that well i realized you know that i i you know growing a business is is a lot harder than what i thought it was going to be and that's one of the reasons why i wish i kept my job um again don't regret it so if you're in a job that you're kind of okay with um but you you know stay in it as long as you can while you're building a business is, is my advice but yeah i came back from london um and ended up living with my nan because she was the only one that would take me in um uh like rent free um, but I got a side job in a bar and I realized, you know, I need to take up so it's back and, and figure out like a more simplified way to get clients and grow my business. And, and, and then that's kind of what led me to, um, uh, like pay, I did paid advertising and it just, I have a really simple way to get clients. I just, I just send one email per day. That's my whole strategy. I just send an email per day. I just build my list with, with paid ads and I send an email per day. So I kind of, I just wanted a really simple approach because I'd been doing so many complicated, complex ways to get clients, um, particularly around that stage is when funnels were getting really um, kind of popularized. Um, and I just kept things simple. And that led me to my mentor, which he taught me how to run ads. And then I, that led me to writing copy for some quite famous coaches like Bob Proctor and Mike Dillard and Ryan Moran and, um, and, and yeah, which then led me to get a lot of experience running ads and sending emails and then teaching other people how to do it. So that's a really brief overview of like the, 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 the end result part, but I went through a lot of, I went through, yeah, a lot of, um, crap to get to where I am today. And I, there's a lot of things I would do differently than what 
uh, if I had to do it over again, obviously. But I, you know, I, I don't regret going through all that because I have a great story to tell and that has given me a lot of experience. But my advice is if you do want to make the leap, like find a good mentor is, is the number one thing. Like find someone that's done and make sure that they're legitimate because I invest in a lot of, a lot of gurus that, and I can tell you some stories about some we talk we talk about them all the time man yeah, these yeah. guys that they could uh, they could take water and make you make an airplane yeah, and they can yeah. do everything and, 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 but when you find a good mentor it really will transform your business and your life like if you find a good mentor that knows what they're doing um they will really take you to places that you'd never thought you would be able like I never thought I'd be earning what I am earning today you know I was just trying to get to 10 grand a month like 10 grand a month to me when I was earning like I mean London it was basically zero but then I was like a thousand dollars a month and so from a thousand dollars a month to ten thousand dollars a month that was like it felt so far it felt so far away like it was like this glass ceiling that I could never could never um break right um and now like just my overheads for my business are like multiple times of that which is <laughs> crazy to me you know it's it's in a good way like i i never thought i would be at, be at this be at this level but a big part of that was being uh, choosing the right mentor uh, but you know that's a bit about my, bit about the struggles that I, that i went through talk about that luke uh in terms of the mentor because <clears throat> i know a lot of people when they're, I mean, forget about scaling the business, just even just starting it. And just like you said, you never thought you would be where you are today, but you went back to that simple fact, hey, I was making $1,000 a month. I wanted to get to a, a $10,000 a month. And that seemed crazy to me to get to $10,000 a month, but I got there and $10,000 a month. Now I was like, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'll be scared if I'm making $10,000 a month. Like talk about, that growth, that personal growth that it takes, um, that development aspect to scale, not just monetarily, but as an individual, as you go from these different levels of income and revenue, um, learnings and things of that nature that help support that. So, so, so like what, you know, how I had to like change and grow with the different levels. Yeah. Of how did you, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't want to just, Hey, I'm going to make $10,000 a day. It was, there was something you had to apply, right? In order, in order to get to that point and keep growing even till today, the way you are today. Yeah. Um, so my way of approaching business. So I'm, um, it's basically just me. I like to keep my business simple. I don't want employees. Um, so it's me and I have a, a virtual assistant and she like does a lot of stuff for my, I run ads for clients for just a small handful of clients I run ads for. And um, so my way of, approaching business is to keep things um, very simple. Like I, I, I want to be out, I want to have a business model that scales without me having to scale my time. So for example, like um, these podcast interviews, this is something that like, I just enjoy doing. I don't do them because this is my main method of like generating leads or anything like that. Um, my main business model is to, as I said, it's literally like, um, running well, it's one ad that advertises a simple lead magnet. Now, for those that don't know what that is, it's just like a, a short PDF, um, just like a short guide, like a free guide, basically, that you advertise and and um, 
uh, for my market, I, I uh, help coaches, right? So this is a short, a free guide that helps coaches get some more clients. So they click on the ad and they go, yeah, I want this free guide. And they put the name and email address in and now they're on my list. And, and, um, and that's very scalable and it's automated, right? So if I want to, um, if I want to scale to $10,000 a day, I just literally just click a couple of buttons and now the ads are at $10,000 per day. Obviously, I've got to make sure that what I'm spending is going to come, come back in. Um, but that, that, that part of generating leads is very automated. Um, mm. And then the email side of things, like once they're on my list, I just send one email per day. And that one email can go out to thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of leads, right? So it's very leveraged. Um, so coming back to your your question um when i was struggling in london and trying all these different strategies one of the main ways i was trying to get clients was with organic strategies so doing a lot of free methods like going into linkedin groups and facebook groups and and it's, it's good because they're free but the downside of those you need a lot of like a lot of you need to put in a lot of hours and it's not scale they're not scalable mm -hmm. and so um I realized uh, after doing a lot of these free methods that if, if I wanted to be able to scale, I needed to learn paid advertising. And that's what led me to paid ads. Actually, funny story. What actually, what the final kind of straw in the, in the camel's back was, so I had this LinkedIn strategy that was actually working pretty well, right? So it was a, it was a LinkedIn strategy where I connected with people and then I would invite them to my LinkedIn group. And then from there with what people, most people don't know with LinkedIn groups, is that you could send an e like everyone who joins your group you can send an email directly to their inbox and that mm. email can promote anything that you want and so i would promote like a webinar um and then I, that's where i would sign clients but you could promote anything you just promote a, a call with you like book in my calendar or whatever if you want help um and that worked really well and i even wrote a book about it and i started teaching other coaches and consultants how to use this strategy to get clients. I'm like, oh, I finally found this, this strategy to get clients um, on LinkedIn. And now I'm teaching and I'm starting to get clients. And then I write this book and I'm literally like the day before it's about to be released on Amazon, LinkedIn changes their whole system. You can't, you can't send that email out anymore. And so the book that I just written was like null and void. Just the, the, the strategy didn't work. And so, and so that was like, I, you know, cause I had a lot of failed organic strategies before that. So I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I need to learn. I need to learn paid advertising. Um, I need to automate my lead generation because this is chasing these organic strategies is not working. So I went to the paid ad side of things and, um, and learned that and then learned how to convert that paid advertising with, with uh, sending regular emails. Again, keeping things very simple, but very leveraged. And so um, I'm able to now scale quite high without having, you know, without having a lot of, without having any, any staff really. Um, but I have worked with many companies that have a lot of staff and I understand their challenges and um, at different levels of scale, seven figures, eight figures and, and whatnot. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, the growth that I experienced is more of that learning experience of going from organic to paid. And that if you, you want to yeah. scale like, Paid is the best way to go to scale. And then you add in organic traffic later. Do that. Mm. And that's not the reason why I do podcasts. Like I get leads from podcasts, but it's not my main way of generating leads. It's just something yeah. that now I'm adding in later on after I've got my paid traffic converting. So um, that's the growth that I experienced in terms of like, you know, my, from my lessons and why I do paid and how it's a scalable business model. 
in terms of the growth that I, other areas of growth that I had to go through, yeah, can, the, the good side with paid traffic is, is that it's, um, it's instant, right? You want leads, you can get it right. And you can set it at whatever, you know, thousand dollars a day. You can get a lot of leads coming in. The downside is, is you have to pay um, and it's, and it's cold, right? So the people coming through, you have to warm up. It's not like a, lead, a referral or a podcast. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where they're a lot warmer. And so the growth that I had to go through to, to be able to make a, a, a scalable type business model convert like that, a paid ads business model convert is to understand how to warm up those leads through regular emails. Yep. Um, I mean, some people, like I'm a bit different than other gurus where gurus will teach a funnel and they will teach like a particular, here's a webinar strategy that, that or a tripwire strategy or a book funnel or whatever it is, but it's basically driving ads into some type of, sales process to get those leads on the phone as quickly as possible. Mm. Now that's great. It'll get you a lot of um, appointments, but those appointments will be cold. They're not, they're not warmed up. And so the, and then trying to sell those people into a high priced program is you need to be in much level, uh, much higher level of, of sales skills than if you were to just warm them up with regular emails first. So I prefer the sending regular emails because I like to speak to people that know who I am are educated about my offer and my system and that want that as opposed to someone who I get on the phone with, it's completely cold and I have to kind of educate them about who I am. Here's how we get results. And I don't like that because you're doing a lot of calls for not many conversions. So um, yeah, there's just some of the small things, the small um, areas of, of growth and learning that I went through in, in the way that I uh, have scaled. Um, uh, yeah, kind of like the, the big one. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show. You can check us out on our social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Also on our website, thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I like how you mentioned that. Um, and it's something that we haven't, I don't think we ever talked about on the show in terms of paying to play, right? You got to pay to play. Um, and you know, you talked about a method that a lot of people typically do, you know, is, you know, they bootstrap it, you know, so every free thing you can do and, you know, you get caught in the do loop of the free and, uh, but as you mentioned, Hey, he's like, when I really said, I really want to get into this game, I had to put some skin, in, some more skin in the game. And that skin had to be some capital, some type of financial, uh, uh, um, payment to that so that I can really start seeing the fruit of what I'm, I'm growing, I'm yeah. doing here. Uh, and that kind of started taking you to the next level and the next level and the next level uh, from that point. Did I gather that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the other great thing about, as I said, there's positives and negatives to organic, like free traffic and paid. I just like uh, paid because it's instant. Um, I also like it because it allows you to test your message a lot faster. So I can know whether a lead magnet is working like that. I can know whether my emails are converting to appointments very quickly because I'm getting people coming through and I can see how they re react to my emails. With organic traffic, it's it's often very kind of hitting, like it's you're getting inconsistent leads coming through. So it's hard to tell how well your marketing message is, is reacting because there's so little leads coming through. And mm -hmm. especially with like business owners that are just getting started, your most important thing is trying to figure out, do I have a message or an offer that- What is my message? Yeah. Like not many leads. It's very hard to gauge that, but with paid traffic, mm -hmm. you can figure that out very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I love about paid ads is, as you just said, 
your skin in the game, right? So you're, as soon as you start paying for leads, you, you will take your business a lot a lot more serious because you now you're a lot more invested, right? You're like, well, if I'm spending 50 bucks a day on these ads or whatever it is, $30 a day, $100 a day, um, I need to figure out how to convert this. Otherwise, I'm just kind of like wasting money. So you, all of a sudden, you're, you're more invested. You're taking it more seriously. It's just, it's just like when, you know, a client, if, if someone comes to me and spends $100 to learn my, my email system, they may get results, but if someone comes to me and spends $10,000, that person is much more likely to get results, right? Because they're, they're more invested. It's, it's the same kind of, um, it's the same kind of thing with paid advertising. Yeah. You're more invested, you're taking things more seriously. You're going to take more action. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna, yeah. yeah. No, so, um, go ahead, Marlon. I don't want to hog. I don't want to hog it, man. Go ahead. No, um, <clears throat> I'll say, uh, sales is an art, right? And some people, natural sales. Um, and people, when we're saying, when I'm saying sales, I'm not saying sales in terms of the bad side that everybody think about sales. I'm talking about sales in order to drive a conversation to a certain place. So yeah. what, what method or how did you learn say, what did you, use, what, what method did you use to learn sales that you yeah, can, that's such a great um, question. You didn't yeah, have to take so long to be outside of, um, making money or turning those cold call to warm. Yeah, so I don't um, as I don't do any cold calls anymore. Like I won't, I won't like you know put up a webinar, uh, drive you know, cold traffic to a webinar, and then have a call afterwards because they're still pretty. Even if they've watched my webinar, they still they have that much of a relationship with me. They just watched a sixty minute presentation or whatever it is. The only people that I speak to now are people that are from my email list. So they're what I call, um, they're like the warmest type of prospect that you can get. They're much warmer than a referral. Uh, and the reason why is like with the referral, that comes with an elevated level of trust, right? Because, you know, a friend has referred them to you and, you know, there's that, there's that passing of trust, which is great. But they're still usually not really educated on, you know, who you are, what your story is and how your offer or your system or your product works. So you have to, when you're on the call with them, you still have to educate them about, how you get results or how your offer or your program, your product works. So they're high trust, low education. With email, it's different. It's when they get on the phone with you, it's high trust, high education, right? Because they've been reading your emails. They know who you are. They know your story. Like I tell stories all the, you know, almost every email is a story, a personal story, um, you know, from my past or current current story. So they, they really get to know who I am. And they also, because at the end of my emails, I pitch my program. They get to know about my program, what's in it, um, et cetera, et cetera. So by the time I speak to a person, they know who I am. They trust me. They like me. I put credibility. They know I'm an expert. They know about my program. They want my program. And now it's just a matter of, um, you know, is it a good fit? Like, can I help them? Do I want to help them kind of thing? And so in terms of uh, your, your, your question, Marlon, um, you know, I used to hate sales because of I was get because I was speaking to a lot of cold people. I, I hate that type of sales. I don't ever want to do that. I don't want to talk to people that are cold because there's just a lot of trust and education you have to do in the sales process. I don't want to do that anymore. I've done like, I don't know, like a thousand of those calls, probably a lot more actually. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'd rather speak to the prospect that knows me, likes me, trusts me, wants to work with me. And it's, it's a much easier close. So I rely a lot on my um, my emails, my marketing, my regular emails to do a lot of the selling for me. I guess email, you could see it as selling. Right? Um, the advertising part, I guess you could consider marketing. The regular emails are selling because I'm kind of selling them on my program. I'm selling them on me. 
and then the the like the actual conversation like the face-to-face zoom or whatever it is it's a it's almost like a foregone conclusion like they they know they want to work with me it's just like can they afford it basically at, at that stage and so i i have really fallen in love with selling like when you know when i transitioned to this system which is a, a while ago it was back 2016 um i really started to enjoy selling um in when i'm speaking to these types of prospects um and um and and this and also be, not only because you know, my closing rate is much higher and because i am um speaking to people that kind of resonate with me because they resonate with my personality if my worldview it's kind of it's, it's crazy I attract a lot of really good quality clients. Um, also, because the sales process is way easier. It's like I just have a real. I don't have a. I don't have any script, right? It's 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 just a simple conversation of like, hey, where you know, where are you trying to go? Um, where are you right now? What are you stuck with? Um, what have you tried? And um, you know, what, why did you choose me? What appealed to you about your system? There's like I think there's a five basic questions that I ask. And this is what I teach my other clients as well. Really simple framework. And, um, and it's just getting context on the situation. I go, okay, based on the situation, this is what I recommend. Step one, step two, step three. And then they, you know, they sign up. It's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I don't have to do any, like, I don't do any techniques, like, like closing, closing techniques, right. Or um, yeah, any tricks or sales tactics that the gurus teach. I mean, there's no need because they already want to sign up by the time I speak to them. Wow. That's that's very that's very unique in the world of sales. I know a lot of people are hearing it and saying, "Okay, yeah, yeah," but that's very unique in the world world of sales that when you actually talk to the person, pretty much what we would call rapport, rapport has mm. been built and that trust is there already. So now we're just we're just down to the brass tacks of, "Hey, can you afford the program? Here's the program. Yep. Does it fit?" Absolutely. Now, now. What I will say is you, there's still some kind of basic sales things you want to do. Probably the most, um, have you guys read the book um, by Oren Clef? Uh, what is it? It's called Pitch Anything. Um, anyway, he talks about, um, I don't know if he calls it frames, but basically at the start of a sales conversation, you, you want to set the frame. And all that means is, I think of it this way, and this is where a lot of, coaches and experts that I work with service professionals when they get on the phone because they need the client like being like needing the client is a really bad place to be in when you do when you go to close someone that need um like yes you need them everyone we all need like I need need clients yeah. to keep my business going but if you come into that mindset of I I need the client I really need this client all of a sudden it's like you're auditioning to them right mm-hmm. and, and that's not how you want to approach it like you you have to be of the mindset that they are auditioning to you because it's true like there's there's less of you to go around. There's less, like you're the only one in the world that does what you do the way that you do it. So it's literally just one of one. And if you're not positioning yourself that way, then you need to fix that. Um, but you're one of one and there's literally thousands and thousands of prospects out there. So if, if they don't sign up, no, that's fine. You, you know, next one in, right? So they are auditioning to you. Um, and so you have that mindset going in and then you have to, you have to lead with that mindset. So you have to you have to really lead the sales conversation. That's probably the biggest thing, is leading the sales conversation. So as soon as someone jumps on the phone, like you know, hey Judy, uh, you know, thanks for coming on. You know, as I, as I mentioned in my emails, the way this conversation is going to go is is really straightforward. All I'm going to do is ask you some questions about more about your business, like where you want to go. 
uh, like where you're stuck, um, you know, what you've tried, those types of things, just basic questions. And then from, from those questions, I'm going to um, map out a simple step-by-step plan on what I recommend if, if I was in your situation. Does that make sense? Okay, great. Um, so first question. So and the point is, you just, you, you lead like that, right? What I've, what I've noticed, and that's like where you set the frame. So you are in control. In other words, you are in control. You are leading. If you let them like start like lead the beginning of the conversation you, your chances of closing them are basically you know Correct. zero Done. right Done. you have to Done. regain that control and say you know you have to yeah set the a good way to start a sales conversation is just set the expectations um, yeah. this is what we're going to do um do you understand make sure you have you know grab a pen and paper to write down the notes etc so you have to lead them and that's um I wouldn't really call that a tactic. It's just it's just a foundational thing of a sales conversation. So if you don't start with that, then even if you've got strong, if they come from your email list and you've got strong tr- trust and credibility, you can really tank the sale if you don't if you don't lead it and set the frame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's funny that 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 when you talked about um, checking the person out um, while you're talking to them and let them know that you have a choice to make too. Uh, so I was a Marine Corps recruiter. <laughs> And yeah. I remember this time we needed five days. I had five days in order. We got to send so had somebody say, yes, I want to join. They have to go through the process of doing all the physicals and everything in order to join the military. We have five days for this person. And I have this person in my seat. And all my boys is like, yo, we're counting on you. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. And yeah. I, at the end of the conversation, I said to the guy, I said, hey, listen, man. Um, hey, we had a beautiful conversation today. You probably, um, how do you feel about the guys? Like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure I want to do it. I'm like, ah, check this out, big dog. I want you to go home and I want you to sit down and I want you to think about it because I don't want you to have buyer's remorse. And buyer's yeah. remorse is that I go through, buy, I say buyer's remorse, you know, you go home and you think you, 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 you come to it here and you want it only a Honda Accord and you leave here with a Corvette. I don't want that yeah. to happen. So I want you to go home, think about it. And at the same time, you're thinking about it, man. I have some thinking about it. Uh, I have to think about also if I really want to be, see a fit for you for the Marine Corps, because we're very selective of who we have joined. Yeah. And, yeah. and so yeah. when I sent that kid away, <laughs> my friends are back. They're like, yo, what are you doing? We need this. I said, don't worry about it. When I start to speed him up, he's going to want to speed up with me. Right yeah. now, if I speed him up, he's going to think I need him. <laughs> so let yeah. me do that that when i speed him up he's gonna want to run with me yeah and it's just yeah. like what you're saying there it's very important to let the person know that you have um you have goals too or you have a a, a standards too and you want to impose that standards on them absolutely actually yeah this brings up really so in terms of like the sales process so when I'm asking those five questions of what, you know, the, where are you going? You know, what are you stuck with? Blah, blah, blah. There's one thing that I'm trying to do throughout this whole conversation. Okay. And that is spot red flags and, and get them to tell me why those red flags are not a problem. That's the only thing I'm really doing. I'm looking for red flags. So for example, you know, my, my email system is it's again, it's just build your list with paid ads. That's autopilot. And then you send an email every day. And like I had a conversation with a coach um, a couple of weeks ago that signed up. And, and one of the things she said in the sales conversation, she said something like, um, uh, oh, you know, because the, 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 you have to show up every day and write the emails, right? So that's part of the system. It does not work if you don't send an email every day. Obviously, that's how it works. So she says something like, you know, I've really struggled with, um, you know, sending regular content over the last 12 months. Um, you know, I just I sit down and, and um, 
uh, it takes me like a couple of hours and then I stop for like a couple of weeks or whatever it was, right? And to me, I'm like, that's a massive red flag, right? Because if she doesn't, like if, if you know, as I said, this system only works if you're sending an email every day. So instead of addressing that objection at the end when it comes up, I'm going to mm-hmm. overcome that objection right now or that, or, or that red flag. And I said something like, um, okay, so yeah, you just mentioned that, you know, you, you struggle with consistent content. So what makes you believe that you can get, you know, you can send an email every day, right? Because as you know, this is how the system works. Again, because she's educated on the system. She knows how it works, right? So I said, well, what makes you believe that you can send an email every day? And I just let her answer that, right? I let her overcome that own, that that uh, that objection that she had, right? And she has something like, oh, well, because your system is simple and it's just an email. And, and now she's giving all the reasons why, um, you know, why she can get results with my system, right? Now, what a lot of, what I used to do and what a lot of coaches do is I would just ignore, That's I wouldn't even see these red flags and I would try and overcome them at the end um, yeah. or wouldn't even come up the end because I didn't actually address them in the sales process. So one of the things that, I do is just like when a red flag pops up in terms of like what's as you as you said, Marlon, like looking at their looking at like the the their mentality, looking like what are your criteria for a great client? A, a great client might be like they have to send an email every day. They have to be you know they have to be you know uh, be able to take direction, right? So if someone says something like, "Oh, I've been in all these different programs and I didn't get results," that's a red flag, right? Okay, so you've been in all these different programs, like. What I would say, and I've had this before, like what makes you think you can get results with my program when you didn't get results in those programs, right? That's a red, so I overcome that, right? So yeah, you got to, I think a good way to do it is like, well, what's the criteria I need for a perfect client? And if, and if they're speaking to you and they don't, and there's something pops up that kind of goes against one of those criteria, like you know, unmotivated or been in bouncing around from different program to different program or has struggles creating content, whatever it is, um, obviously, this is a business context, but it could be weight loss or whatever. Then you want to just ask them about it. And I, I'm very direct. I'm like, okay, well, what makes you think you can get results in this program then? Right? And they will tell you. They will tell you why. And now that 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 objection is is you know that's that's overcome. Generally, you don't have to really address it again. You know, you say you don't use tactics. I'm not. I'm not trying to convince you that you use tactics. But you say you don't use tactics. But that conversation, even though it's simple, those are key things to do because, you know, Marine Corps, you have to cut your hair. Yeah. And one yeah. thing they told me, and I used it, it happened to me, I thought somebody was doing the bloopers on me, is that somebody said, I want to oh. join, but I just don't want to cut my hair. And I just said, hey, big dog. All right. I said, hey, let's step, let's take a step back. I, um, I, I can appreciate the fact your hair is very nice. I love you here. <laughs> I wish I had some. You know, you lighten it up a little bit. And then you say, hey, but listen, um, Today, um, today we talked about how you're going to be more physically fit in the Marine Corps. Remember when you talked about that? That was one of the things you wanted? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You remember when you talked about how you just want to make your family proud? Yes. Now, those, doesn't those benefits outweigh your concern of cutting your hair? The person would be like, you know, you're right. <laughs> and right there in the conversation, just like you said, I'm not going to try to handle that at the end to get it. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I'm going to handle that right now yeah. so that that person understands why at the end when they're saying yes, they've yeah. already you've already handled all their uh, disinterests, uh, their, yeah. their, their wanted can't have it, wanted can't get it. Um, yeah. All these different things that happens in the conversation so you can guide them. So when at the end, when you ask them, hey, now that we've come to the end of our conversation, is this something that you can see yourself doing? Yes. Hey, let's go to the next steps. And they're, right. and they're willing to take it. Yeah. And now but you're using 
They're using tactics, but yeah, I, it's a strip that's more simplified. That's the only thing that I do. That's like literally the only thing I'm like, literally in my mind, I go, what's the red flags here? And that, that's it. That's the only, I, if you that's call it perfect. a sales tactic. Um, the, other, the other thing, if you don't address it then and there, what will happen is they they won't bring it up at the end. Like they won't say, oh yeah, but like my haircut, I just don't want to shave. Like what will happen is they just won't say anything or they'll make up a different excuse. And, you know, or they'll say like, yeah, I need uh, what the big one is, right? I need time to think about it. Or um, oh, my, I just need to speak it over with my spouse is, is a big one. <laughs> I know or, um, you know, that's a bit more expensive than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I need to think about it, blah, 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 blah. So um and really what the main objection was, it was still about his haircut, you know? So, you know, you've got to really, as I said, try and overcome it then and there. Um, yeah. And that way it, it doesn't present itself at the end. Perfect. Yeah. But Rick, I don't want to turn it to a sales. No, 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 this is good, man. This is really good. I did. Um, all right. One thing I wanted to just clarify for the travelers, and you can go as, as deep as you want in terms of your program and the different variations, because when people, you know, common people, when they're getting started into paid advertisement, the first thing you think of is the social media, right? The the Facebook, the Instagram. Hey, I'm going to pay a certain amount of uh, dollars per per for how many views or how many things, whatever. You know, it's very low level. You know, it's pay to play, right? Yeah. Can you talk about? if you have any more content around that and how that helps you, but, or, or more so how your system varies from, you know, just doing the common, Hey, I'm just going to set up a profile on one of these social media platforms. Yeah. So just some context, like I, I generally help people that are already in business. So coaches is generally who I help, like say weight loss coach, marketing coaches, dating coaches. So people that already have uh, like a service to sell is who I help. Right. So I won't, I won't generally help you come up with like a, like you need to bring some experience to the table, I guess I could say, I can help you craft an offer, but you need to kind of come with experience in some area. It could be as a dating weight loss, um, whatever it is, business building or something. And then I can help you craft an offer, but I help you generally help people that are almost like kind of starting, like have started their business or already, you know, at six figures or, or, or more. Um, Actually, sorry, I will say most of my clients are earning under under six figures. Their coaches generally earning under six figures. But in terms of like uh, my system, as I said, it's very simple. You just build your list with a lead magnet and then you send regular emails uh, to um, uh, with an offer at the end to, you know, to book a spot in your calendar. Now that that in itself, that process is is very simple. And that's the reason why I did it because I was so struggling, you know, when I got back from London, I'm like, you know, I started thinking like, what did, what did like the gurus do before funnels? Like what did the old school guys do and uh, to generate leads and high, high, you know, uh, high ticket clients. You can look at history and in the beginnings of the internet. It's all, it was all about list building, right? Just build your list, email your list. Before yeah. internet, it was the same thing. Build your list, like from whatever it is, a, a, um, a, a newspaper advertisement or whatever. And then you follow up with that list. Okay, and it's in an offline capacity, but still build a list, message the list. Very simple. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep things simple. And that's why what led me to, to do that. So the process of building a list and email, emailing a list is, is not a new thing. But the way that I teach that, my, my system it is unique to me because it's based on my experience of, as I said, spending $16 million in ads, generating 500,000 leads, et cetera, et cetera. So 
Um, like the framework that I use to write your ad, that's unique to me. The way that I show you how to create a lead magnet, that's unique to me. The way that I show you how to send emails that people love to read um, and get value from and buy from, that framework is, is unique to me and, and my system. So that, that's all unique in, um, in terms of my system. It's called the 15 minute client. But probably the best, like if you're, um, like if you want to kind of get an under, a more of a deep understanding, like you can just go to my blog, like just go to lukecharlton.com um, forward slash blog. And um, all of my daily emails are on there. So you can just look, click through, like my blog is just my email. Like when I send out an email, right. my VA just puts it on my blog. Um, oh, wow. And so you can kind of get a feel for um, the system there. You can, there's a lot of great, teachings on paid traffic on emailing on selling selling so there's lots of different topics that i speak about to my email list um, and it's all free so you just you know go look at the blog and and see if it interests you um love and it. see if it's helpful to you it's probably the, probably the best thing to do love it love it you guys heard that uh go to the description you'll see uh the blog link right there give it a click on that and go, go check out uh luke's blog for us luke man i mean this is this has been a great conversation and, you know, as you look back now over just the years of development and just growth and, you know, the, the, the niche that you've, you've fallen into, um, what, what's next for you? What's next? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, so I am uh, about to start writing my book on this system. I'm not sure what it's <laughs> going to be called yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just about the, the daily email system. So I'm going to be writing a book. Um, and what else? Um, like I've gotten to a place where this business is, is in a place where I actually don't really have to work that many hours to kind of keep it going and, and scanning, which is, which is great. Um, it wasn't like that in the, in the beginning. <laughs> I was working like 12 hours a day for like no return. Now it's like just a couple hours a day, which is, which is really great and that's why i'm writing the book because it's a really simple system it's scalable um but then there's a couple of other business ideas that i that i have that i um that i want to um that i want to get going but uh but at the moment i'm just focused on on making sure that this business is set up for long-term success and making it have it like a, a solid foundation and then um uh and then yes uh, working on some other businesses in the, in the future basically Love it. I'm going to ask you this question because the game top of my mind, and I want to give you an opportunity to answer it because of kind of the direction you went in the very beginning of uh, talking to that young professional that has tried everything out there, all these different coaches, all these different systems and all these different things. Um, what makes what you do just, if you, if you have someone that you're talking to right now, actually, I'll phase it this way. We, we ask all of our guests this question, and this is a perfect way to ask this question here. You know, you go back to Luke that just landed in London, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. And you, you, you go to him and you have like two minutes to talk, to share with him, you know, why choosing your path uh, of what you do now is the best thing for him to do. Like, what, what would you say to him? Yeah, first I'd walk up and just slap him in the face. <laughs> what are you doing in London? It's not easy to get clients here. You Go back home. <laughs> yeah, Go live with Nana. She'll help you out. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, what I would do, yeah, what I would do is I, I would say, um, you know, the funny thing is when I 
most people like when they start their business, one of the first pieces of advice they heard they hear is like build your list, right? We're all build your list. Yeah, everyone's told to build build your list. And I like the first bit of software that I bought um, for my business was Aweber. That was my first thing that I bought. Um, and so I had a like a Aweber account, and and people would join maybe a couple of leads a, a week or whatever. But I didn't really focus on it. I just it was just there, and I didn't know the power of it. Um, Obviously, it was only until I went through that whole ordeal did I come back to like the simplicity of just building a list and email list. So I, I, I tell I tell him like, look, dude, just keep things simple. You don't need these complex funnels. You don't need to do 17 different marketing strategies. All, all you need to do is just build your list. You can do that with a, with a paid ad, one paid ad, and a simple lead magnet. Just build your list and email your list regularly. And, um, and make sure that obviously whatever you're emailing, whatever you're promoting to that list is an offer that they want. Obviously, that's critical. And a lot of business owners, whether you're a coach or even an e-commerce store, they have troubles communicating the value of, of what it is that they're selling. Like they think that the client wants features, right? So they think the, the client wants all these different coaching sessions. Like people don't want coaching. They want to get their dream body. They want to get more clients. They want to get their dream uh, wife or husband or whatever it is. They want that end result. The same if you're selling a physical mm -hmm. product. They don't, they don't want the drill, right? They want the hole that the drill creates. We've all heard of that analogy before. So <laughs> you want to be able to craft a, um, yeah. you know, offer your message in a way that resonates, in a way where they go, yeah, I want that. And then that's not about, um, you know, that's about, about benefits more than it is features. So keep it simple. Craft an offer that people, that that market wants, your email list wants, and then just tweak from there. It's still going to, you're still going to come up with, you're going to have to learn a lot and that's okay. Um, but if you complicate it with complex funnels and complex marketing strategies and automations and tech that you don't need, it will make it a lot harder. Um, not only because setting up more complex tech is, is harder, but more complex tech makes it harder for you to find out whether your marketing message is working or not, right? So it's, Keep things simple is what I would say. Just build your list, email your list. And if I did that, I would literally, I'd be five years ahead of where I was, where, where, where I am today. Mm, um, yeah, so it's, it's for people listening to this, I mean, a lot of people probably just ignore this because the bright, shiny, complex stuff is really alluring. It's sexy, right? It's new, it's different, it's unique, bots and automations. And it's cool, um, but it's, yeah, it, it can really lead you astray, the bright, shiny, objects um so i'm more more about the kind of the dull boring kind of stuff that people have heard before <laughs> love it love it love it well luke man this has been a phenomenal conversation we yes. really appreciate your time your insight um i know you shared your blog but if there's anything else that you want to share with our traveling in, in the form of where they can reach you where they can see more information about you learn from you um yep. you can share that now with them Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so if, if they are like in business or just getting started or interested in becoming like a signed up of service professional, it doesn't have to be a coach. Um, I have a like a free a free gift, free guide that they can grab. It's called um, uh, the nine email offers that get clients for free. So just go to nine email offers. So like the number nine and then emailoffers.com. Just go to nine emailoffers.com. You can download it there for free and then you can um, you know get on my list and you can see how my daily emails work. It's very simple. It's just an email every day. Um, other than that, yeah, my website as well, lukecharlton.com. Um, but yeah, the, the free gift is at nine emails, nine emailoffers.com. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Travelers, you heard it today from Luke. And, and uh, Luke, again, we want to thank you for coming and just sharing uh, your experience, your high, your lows, your journey. Um, we, Man, guys, we talked about that person that, you know, struggled to really understand and embrace who they were, you know, and, and, and listening to the noise outside of, you know, transferring jobs, you know, after you get into that, 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 that routine and you're like, ah, oh, man, this is not it. This is not for me all the way to really finding your lane um, and what it takes to find your lane, the highs, the lows, the pain points along the way. And, you know, if that, if this resonated with you and you know, someone else that this can resonate with, I want you to share this, this podcast with them, share this story. Um, Cause we know that this story is touching. It's touching Marlon myself. I got so many ideas running in my head right now, uh, which is great, you know, but you know, I want you guys. To, yeah. Email it today, right. Um, I want you guys to as well. So thank you again for uh, showing us love by stopping by the success journey show, go to the, our website, the success journey show.com leave a review on the podcast, leave us some suggestions of some guests that you want us to bring on. Um, hey, this show is built uh, for you uh, to help you move through your journey uh, as we're all traveling together. So we'll see you next week at the same time, the same place on the Success Journey Show. Everyone have a good one. Peace. I will love. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.